Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Paul also knew that every Christ follower needs human role models. I'll talk about the home as that place that was initially to be the place where the character of our next generation is fused and formed. So Paul says, if you're a Christ follower, you need to join and be around other mature believers who know how to do life and you need to learn from them, imitate them. Are you familiar with the concept of an apprenticeship? An apprentice is someone who wants to learn a trade and who learns from one who is engaged in that trade. They learn the ins and outs of the trade with the goal of becoming a master of that trade. Pastor Mark is teaching that the life of a Christ follower is much the same. We need to seek out those who are ahead of us in spiritual maturity, observe their lives, and thus learn how to apply those spiritual principles to our own lives. This has been the pattern for spiritual growth since the founding of the church by Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Role Models. Turn to Philippians chapter 3, look down to verse 17, and we'll be there in a moment. Maybe over the last few weeks, you saw this disaster. A 19-year-old woman from Japan who was studying in Toronto climbed onto a railing overlooking the Canadian side of Niagara Falls and straddled it to get a better view while holding an umbrella in one hand. She slipped when the wind picked up and fell from the railing into the fast-moving Niagara River. This week, they discovered her body. Now, as you look at that, here's some questions we need to ask. Did she realize the danger of getting too close? There were signs everywhere that said this, do not climb the rails. One of the big questions I had was this. Did she ignore the warnings of her friends who were doing something else? Whoa, 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 what do you come back? Or was she there alone and nobody to warn her? You see, we were not made to do life alone. And Paul's been talking to us about the necessity of hanging not only with God, but connecting with other people. He's writing to the church at Philippi, and he gives us a couple key principles we want to remind ourselves. 
We look at verse 17. Paul says this, join with others, other Christians, in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. In other words, Paul says, be imitators of me, or there's other people in the church who are growing, who are maturing, that you need to imitate. Now, of course, we learned that Paul knew the ultimate model is Jesus Christ. But Paul also knew that every Christ follower needs human role models. I'll talk about the home as that place that was initially to be the place where the character of our next generation is fused and formed. So Paul says, if you're a Christ follower, you need to join and be around other mature believers who know how to do life, and you need to learn from them, imitate them. We use the illustration of bowling alone. It never works. So Paul, and you'll see later in our teaching today, Jesus said that a key to successful life, a full life, is to imitate Good role models. Don't try to do life alone. We need people who know us and love us and can speak into our lives. And you and I, if you're here at this campus and you fail to connect with others, you will never reach God's potential for your life. You can't do it alone. It's impossible to do it alone. We're a team that have to work together. So the first thing I want you to write, this is not a suggestion from God, this is a commandment. You have to find good role models, and you have to imitate them. That's the small group setting we talked to you about. You have to take that emphasis. We provided all kinds of unique ways to find a home group or a small group that you can join. You need to be able to answer this question that I would ask you. Who outside of your spouse is speaking into your life on a spiritual basis? You see, much Christian growth really comes from being together with new believers and mature believers. That's the way we learn together. There has to be a place where we're encouraged, instructed, where we share, even loving correction can happen. So we have five core commitments that come from the Bible. Here's the one, you're familiar with it. This is not a suggestion. We need to connect to others in personal, vibrant relationships. See, relationships is the basis of life. We never do life alone. When Adam was created, he didn't do life alone. God was with him. Then he was lonely. Eve came. We, we don't do life alone. Relationships are the key to life. And they have to be vibrant, real relationships, not fakie, not people putting on a mask. They have to be real. Now, if this, and I don't know this, But if this young Japanese student had been connected to others, if there indeed were other friends there, even though she's not a believer, who would have shouted out to her, don't! She might be here today to hear us even do this teaching. But somehow, she had nobody in her life, or she ignored the warning to don't go near that railing. So Paul says... Number one, get around other Christians outside of the church setting. Let me just ask you this morning, you're going to do that. Are you in the process of doing it? You say, well, I'm not totally convinced yet. 
Well, Paul will convince you. Because it's not just that you need to imitate good role models. Paul's going to tell us that there are bad role models that will influence your life. Look at verse 18. It's pretty shocking. Paul says, for as I've often told you before, so he spoke about this issue before, and now say again, even with tears, so it's bothering Paul. I want you to circle this word. We'll be back to it. Circle the word many. Many live as enemies of the cross. What is Paul saying? He's reminding us that we're influenced by what we read, what we watch, and who we hang around. We're influenced by those people. And Paul says, if if you're not around good role models, then Satan will see to it that you're going to be influenced by bad role models. You see, we're all influenced by people. So Paul says, watch out. There's people that are bad role models. Now, look at me for a moment. Where were these people that were bad role models? Where were they? They were in the church. He said, Pastor Mark, in the church? Yeah, you're going to see. They weren't really believers. And they were influenced, the young people who were coming in and looking for God, and the immature people who didn't understand anything about Christianity. They were influencing them. So Paul says, be careful, because even in a church setting, there are people that are going to influence you, but Satan has placed them there with their false doctrine to confuse the young believer. That's exactly why you need to be around mature leaders that know the word of God. Now you say, well, Pastor Mike, really? Jesus, as he stood on the Mount of Olives, looked out over Jerusalem and he said this to his disciples. Watch out, because as we get closer to the end of time, what's going to happen? There's going to be more spiritual deception. There's going to be people that are going to be deceived. They think it looks good, but they're going to be deceived. And it's going to be more and more and more and more. So it's going to get worse. So it's not like that was a period back then and it's now better. No, it's going to be worse. There's going to be more and more spiritual deception. People are going to think that this person in the church that's telling this is really a good spiritual role model, but they're going to be really deceived. Now, I know what some of you are thinking already. Pastor Mark, no way that's going to happen to me. I'm mature enough to see through this spiritual deception all by myself. There's not going to be that kind of issue toward the end of time. It's not going to happen. And it's certainly not going to happen to me. Really? What word did I ask you to circle? Hello? Well, I got a big question for you now. How many is many? So... If many are going to be deceived in the church, many, 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 many are going to be deceived in the church. But of course, it isn't you, 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 you. Then who is it? No, it's many of you. Do you understand what Paul's saying? And he's not saying it like, what's wrong with it? He's crying because he knows people are being deceived right in the church where he's teaching. And that the enemy is at work. Many is many. Now, in those days, 
there were men and women in the church that were teaching the exact opposite that Paul was teaching. Paul always focused on one thing, the cross of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Salvation is a gift. You receive it by faith. But these people were either legalists or Judaizers, and here's what they were saying. The cross of Jesus Christ is good, but it's not enough. You got to be water baptized. You got to be circumcised. You got to keep the law. You got to keep. So they added Jesus plus. The Bible never teaches Jesus plus. It's Jesus alone. So they were being confused. They were new. They didn't know. So they have to get around teachers. So Pastor Mark, what are you telling us is going to happen? Well, you need to write this down. This is a key. Number one key. Life is not a playground but a battlefield. You see, many of you that are not Christians yet, or many of you that are new Christians, do not really understand this. We are in a spiritual battle for the souls of men and women. There are two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Satan is stronger than any person. God is stronger than any demon or Satan. So the side you want to be on is not your own. You want to try to do life alone. If you do life alone, you're already in the kingdom of Satan. See, people say to me, Pastor Mark, what does a person have to do to end up in hell? What do they have to do? Here's the answer. Nothing. Because if you don't come to Christ, you're already in sin. Sin separates us from a holy God. That's why Jesus came. And these people were confusing it and saying, well, the cross is okay, but you got to do that. So we begin to see that in lots of different churches today and all kinds of things. So life is a playground. No way. It's not a joke. It's a battlefield. Satan is actively trying to deceive, discourage, distract, to defeat every Christ follower. One day, Jesus and Peter were walking. I would have loved him in there. Jesus turned to Peter and he said this, Peter, Satan desires to sift you. He wants to take you apart. Really? But Jesus said, I prayed for you. It's going to be okay. Do you understand this morning that Satan's goal is to tear you apart? Satan's goal is to defeat you. Now, if you're not a believer, he's already won at the moment because you're in his kingdom. But for Christians, this is where that battle comes. The battle is against Satan doing to us what we don't want him to do, but we get deceived by getting around people who influence us the wrong way. Let me just tell you this and warn you about something. You say, Pastor Mark, does that happen today? Mm -hmm. There are many churches in our community that teach the word of God. They're beautiful churches, many, solid There's others that are not. And their focus is going to be, they'll stick a flag in the ground, and it's going to be one of their doctrines. The only flag we're told to stick in the ground is this. Jesus saves. By grace. Jesus came and he said, here's my mission. I've come to seek and save that which is lost. A lot of the other kind of things, end time things, what it means to be filled or baptized with the spirit, all those things. We love them. We teach them. All those other things are very important. They're side issues. The main key is the Bible is the word of God. 
There is a trinity. Jesus did die. He's at the right hand of the Father. And you can receive salvation simply by believing in him. That's it. We just put the flag there. Now, you have a lot of other people that will meet you and say, well, and they're, you know, when I meet all these people and they want to argue about all these things, here's what I would encourage you to do. If you get a lot of people that argue about lots of different into, I mean, you can talk about them. Who cares? Is it going to be mid-trib, post-trib, no-trib? Who cares? We're going to go to heaven. Okay, now we're going to teach you what we believe, absolutely. When I get there next week, I'll be looking. First day, I'll be at the Megiddo, the Battle of Armageddon. Now, I personally believe there's a tribulation. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to teach. And this is going to be a bloodbath. This is the enemy battles. I'm going to teach that. But let's say you don't believe that. There's no tribulation, there's no millennium. That's all right. I know you believe there's a second coming. We're going to be there. We're going to be in heaven. So if you want to argue about that all day long... Find a church that believes it. Why are you here? Okay, I, I don't mind you being here, but don't make that your flag. See, everywhere you go, you believe in mid, post, half of you going through. What are you talking about? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Here's what I say to those people. If you want to talk to me, talk about Jesus. If you want to talk about something else, have a nice life. The world is plummeting to hell. Listen to me. The world is plummeting into hell, and we're going to argue whether we need to be circumcised or not. We're going to argue what the end time things. When I go to India, do you think they're interested in a mid or pre or post trip? They don't even know who Jesus is. By the way, most people in America don't know who Jesus is. So Paul says, cut it out. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, if that happens in our churches, if people are deceiving people and drawing them away to the cults or whatever... Is it so bad? Well, remember, number one, Paul's what? He's crying. Why is he crying? Take a look at the outcome. Look at the outcome, verse 19. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. That word destruction in the original language means eternal damnation in hell. Paul says, they're not just teaching bad doctrine. They're not even believers. They're against the core things of the word of God. And so if you're influenced by these people, you will get exactly what God wants. Two kingdoms. God has come to give us life and life abundantly. Satan has come, John 10, to steal, to kill, and destroy. So if you get around a bad role model and they influence you with heretical doctrine and you switch and begin to follow them, where's your destination? It's in hell. You've lost out with God. You're believing the wrong thing. And that's exactly why Paul is crying. And remember the word, many, because they don't know the basic keys The simple keys of the doctrine of the Bible. He said, well, Pastor Mark, how could this happen? I mean, how, how does it happen? Could it happen to us? Yes. Turn with me to Proverbs. Great verse. When you get there, you'll see powerful teaching. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. I want you to see that this is a verse that has great application 
when it was given 3,000 years ago, it's still perfectly current this morning. Proverbs 13, 20. Notice what it says. Halfway through the Old Testament, right there, Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Notice the very first thing. Walks with. Walks with, not alone. It's a relationship. He who walks with. Notice the next word. A companion. Neither of these people are walking alone. They're in relationship. Now all of us have friends, casual friends and acquaintances. But we all need a few close friends that we can model our life after. And if we don't pick a good godly person to imitate, Satan will put in our path ungodly people, bad role models. So we have to be very careful. You say, well, how does that really happen? These two keys, write them down. Don't miss these keys. We are all influenced by other people. You say, well, I don't, I'm a self-person. Nobody influences me. Yes, you do. You're being influenced. We're all influenced. If you ever go to Hawaii, I, I guarantee you, pretty much you go to Hawaii, here's what you're going to come back with. You're going to come back with a Hawaiian shirt. Because they're everywhere. Now, here's what I don't want to see. If you go with your wife, the two of you come back with two shirts that look alike. God help us. <laughs> you see them. You know, it's like, ugh, ugh. Get two that are different. Don't look like the Bopsy twins coming from Hawaii. El Turisto for sure. See, we're influenced by all kinds of things. Here's the second key. We all want to be accepted by other people. That's not a bad thing. I was made to be accepted. I want to be accepted by you. You want to be accepted by me. I want to certainly be accepted by God at work. Those are normal things. And let me give you another word that kind of fits with that. It's called peer pressure. That's especially powerful in younger ages, but it really never goes away totally. Teens, young people. Today, there's lots of new technology that's good. We love to use it in many ways, but it's dangerous if there's no safeguards. Let me give you a little idea. Facebook, Twitter, emails, and texting. If we're not careful, we can easily be influenced by people we don't even know. Through their pictures, their stories, their emails, and their texts. Paul understood this principle. Paul never texted one time in his life. (laughs) But he understood this principle. Take a look at it. It's 1 Corinthians 15. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, we used to think... Bad company, you have to be around them, in the car with them, at the bank with them, at the club with them. No, 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 no. Social media puts me in contact with bad people from around the world. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about how discipleship works. It works by our finding a godly example, then patterning our lives after theirs. As scary though it may appear, we are then to become someone to be emulated. We are reminded that all of this happens by the power of God and that through it all, we are strengthened, 
the body of Christ is made more perfect. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue part two of his Role Models series. We will be reminded that this life, contrary to the world's view, is a battlefield rather than a playground. We'll also hear about the influences other people have on us, either for good or for bad. The biblical definition of a fool will also be taught as well, as who the Bible says a wise person is. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.